0: Good day, family and friends. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast, Easier with a Friend. I am Chi. And this is Elaine. We are two friends who are just regular ladies sharing our weekly conversations and opinions about the world, even though no one asks us. (laughs) Let
1: us start by introducing ourselves and the goals of our podcast. We've been friends for 25 years, since high school, and were roommates in college. Or are or older millennials. So we have some life experiences at this point, but mostly still feel like we don't know Jack.
0: So I'm a Vietnamese-American married mom of two. I've been married to my Mexican-American husband for eight years, and we live in the suburb of Denver, Colorado.
1: I'm Chinese and also married with three fur babies, no actual kids yet. We're a mixed-race couple. My husband is Caucasian. We just hit our one-year anniversary in May, and we've been together for four years, and we live in central Houston.
0: So let's talk a little bit about why we wanted to do this podcast. We know there are lots of podcasts out there, but we wanted to add a little bit more variety to the voices that are out there. Um, we wanted to create conversations around topics that uh, are of interest for our generation. And
1: mostly just so we can get together and
0: chat weekly now that we don't live <laughs> in the same city. It's true. It's true. Elaine and I, um, like we said before, we're roommates, so we've always had almost daily, if not at least weekly, contact. You know, and we still do. But this is a good way for us to be able to um, get together and just, you know, have some reserved time that we can just chat. And it's yep. it's been nice.
1: Yep. And if people want to listen to our chats, that would be lovely. If not, you know, we'll just. We'll just be talking to ourselves. Well, try us out.
0: Try us out. (laughs) Give us a chance. So for today, let's just jump right into it. Today's episode, we wanted to talk about friendship and why we chose the name of this, uh, why we chose the name Easier with a Friend for our podcast.
1: So yeah, I mean, I mean, really to get right into it, Chi, what does friendship mean to you and why is it important to you?
0: Um, For me, it is, um, let's just start out another fact about me. I'm an introvert. And so making a friend is a very big deal. I don't, you know, I don't do it easily. I I very much pick and choose. And so having friendship, especially long-term friendships that, that, you know, like someone like Elaine or, or some of the other friends in our group, we've been together now, we've been friends now, for 25 years it it's it's truly the family that i've gotten to cho- to choose for myself mm. and it, it's people that i um can trust that um that i am just comfortable with and for an introvert to be comfortable with somebody it's a big deal
1: yeah yeah so she and i are polar opposites in that regard <laughs> i'm an extrovert and not exactly like Like, I'll talk to absolutely anybody, but I'm definitely, you know, people give me energy. I like being out and about. I like hanging out with friends. But I think, you know, the truest saying about friendship is when we talk about how friends are the family that you choose for yourselves, you know? And I I think that's entirely true. Um, For me, you know, my good friends have seen me through just a lot of life's ups and downs, you know? Uh, As we get to this age as Zenials you know, our, our parents get older, sometimes they get sick. Um, you know, my father passed away five years ago and I just, I don't know what I would have done without, you know, having good friends to kind of get me through all the hard times. And, you know, I think essentially, especially because, so, I mean, she and Tony have been married, how long now? 10 years?
0: Eight years, but we've been together for 18 years. No, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, I know you all have been together a long time, right? I, I, yeah, okay, eight years married. But I mean, I was single for a lot longer. So, I mean, I was, we got married last year. And, um, you know, we've been together for about three years before that. So, I mean, up until I was, what, 36 or so, I was, you know, routinely on and off like the single girl in the group. And the nice thing about friendship is that, well, for me, like, I didn't need to like have someone in my life because I had so many great friends in my life that to spend time with, to hang out with. And your friends remind you like, you know, Hey, like don't date that loser because don't settle because you know, you're worth more than that. So, I mean, I think so many things in life are are easier when you have good friends with you who, who really, you know, through thick and thin are by your side and
0: who give you their honest opinion. I think that's priceless. So I think it's interest, it's interesting you you mentioned like giving honest opinion especially when it comes to dating right because <laughs> you know we've we've grown up together like you're saying you know we've been through so many different stages of our lives right and so you know, when I was dating, I was a lot younger and um, all of us are a lot, were a lot more immature back then too. And so the advice you get from your girlfriends back then, just to talk about the different stages of friendship we've been through, right? Like yeah, this is early true. college, you know, and, and especially for our group of friends, we were kind of like in high school, we were very much in a bubble. Like none of us really like dated or, you know, did a lot of that. We were still very much like Very and so (laughs) for a lot of us the first real experience of dating was in college and you know you've you're going to your friends who are also extremely inexperienced and immature for advice and the advice we gave in the early stages of our dating were vastly different from the support and and advice we gave like to Elaine when she was starting to seriously feel like, oh, maybe I will want today. Because for a while, we were like, I guess she's just, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that being perfectly comfortable being single, right? Because like she said, she has, and she's definitely an extrovert, she has enough friends. I mean, I'm exhausted looking at her friends list. Just just (laughs) you as an introvert, Looking at how many people I have to maintain a relationship with, it is just <laughs> exhausting, just looking at her list. So, you know, she, her life was full, honestly, fuller than mine, you know. Uh, her social life, especially, was a lot fuller than mine. Um, but, yeah, you know, being when, when she started dating her husband, for example, um, the advice we were able to give her was just so vastly different and, and because we were so much more mature. And it's so true because I think oh, about, like, true. you know, <clears throat> When we first met, we were all kind of freshmen in high school. And, oh, my gosh, you know, talk about immaturity. We had stuffed animal days, people, stuffed animal days, something my six-year-old daughter is doing in her school tomorrow as an elementary school kid, you know, <laughs> okay. like in okay. high school. <laughs> I, think, I think you have to back up. If you're
1: going to bring up stuffed animal <laughs> days, I think you have to actually have to back up and explain it because I, people are going to be like, what do they mean? So we were freshmen in high school, bringing stuffed animals to school on a certain agreed day of the week because I I think how the conversation came up is like why don't people like stuffed animals anymore I still love my stuffed animals and we're like we should bring them to school and show them off so we we like rotated through a plethora of stuffed animals I actually think we did this like I actually think we started it in sophomore or junior year. I mean, not when we were freshmen. So this is pretty. This is we were
0: we were getting up there going like, throughout high school. Okay, it wasn't just a freshman thing. We did not adjust to high school and got cooler. We just stuck <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to always. Uh, okay, and so very honest, it's true. But yeah, okay. but I mean, like honest. that's that's really. I I
1: think that touches on a, a really good point. You know, because
0: so many of our friends.
1: So I mean, just another bit of background tidbit, but we've got about 10 members in our group of friends that we've known since high school. And so that was a pretty big group of friends back when you were in your teenage years. And, mm-hmm. and now that we're older, I, a lot of our friends, I've heard this more than once where they say their fervent wish for their kids is that one day they will find a group of friends that is to them what we were to each other, because We protected each other from, I mean, if it had just been, we had just been individual, like kids in high school, we 100% would have gotten like teased and picked on and looked down on and whatever. But because there were so many of us and we just kind of lived in our own world, we had our own friends who didn't judge us, who accepted us for what we were, who had the same like ideas and ambitions and values. So, it didn't really matter to us what other people thought because we were a big enough group unto ourselves where we basically protected each other from all of that, all of that peer pressure and all of that stuff. And, and it was, you know, when I look back on it, when you're in the bubble, you don't realize it. Right. But when I look back on it, I definitely think like, wow, like I would have, I would have had a different childhood or I don't, I guess teenagers aren't kids anymore. (laughs) I would have had a different young adulthood if it wasn't for all of you.
0: Yeah, it's true. And you know, I was just going back to that thing where we've been through so many stages, right? So one of the first stages that we were able to be there for each other was that, you know, freshman in high school, and then, you know, that, that big transition when you're like in the big kid school, right? Yep. And how scary yep. that is being a freshman. Um, and especially, you know, me, I was a very small kid. I'm I'm still a small adult, okay? <laughs> I I actually was was going to say, I don't know that you've grown since high school, so... I still grow since I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) Same size as I was, 5'2". But, you know, um, when you're insecure, you felt smaller, too, you know? That's true. And, And to have that group of friends, and I literally can recall the the moment in which I met Cherie, the moment in which I met you, Elaine, and Audrey, and some of our other friends, right? And so um, it, it's it's that kind of life-changing situation for me, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think that was one of the first stages of life that we were able to kind of be there for each other and and go through it with each other, you know? And for me, definitely, I very much appreciated that because a middle school was rough you know I didn't really have a big group of friends I had like literally a couple but mm-hmm. by the time I got to high school um you know it, it was like scary it was really scary for me and so like I said I, I remember the moment that I met Sheree and you and, and some of the other friends and how quickly we formed our group and it was definitely um a bubble that we started forming without knowing it, and it was just so much, um, so much protection from all the other craziness that was high school and being a teenager. You know, I, no, I agree. And I think I the agree. next stage, next stage was what college entering college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, leaving we, home for the first time. Yeah. We and we we buffered that
1: for each other, even you know, even for even for college, even though we were. You know, far away from home. So, I mean, she and I, and then two of our other friends went to college together. Um, actually, three of our other friends, because Bonnie actually went to UT with
0: us, but she she hung out with a new group of friends when she got to college. Well, I think the big difference was uh, the four of us roomed together, even so we yes. really got to practice. We were roommates all, all four point five years. Yeah, <laughs> we graduated
1: yeah. a little late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not for reasons that you think. We didn't party too hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, we no. just to adulthood together. But yeah. yeah, I think you know the fact that we got to room together, the fact that we again got to help each other adjust to being away from home for the first time. Mm-hmm. um You know, paying bills for the first time, writing a check and and paying rent and how to mail uh, an envelope. I mean, all things that we kind of was like, what? How do you? how do you do this? Because I, this is what I know. how to. You know what I mean? Like sharing those quote-unquote adulting skills with each other, right? Because, yep. again, Bubble and, and our parents definitely babied us, I guess, through some of those um Skills, skills. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And so we really um, got to help each other through that stage too, you know? Yep. Um, and some of our other friends were so much braver and went off to college on their own, out of state, far away. And man, you know, it, it's... Um, it's amazing. It's amazing to think about um all the stages of friendship that we've been through or the stages of life that we've been friends through together, you know? Oh, yeah. I um, mean seeing our friends grow, right? Everyone, and, and everyone dating and finding
1: their life partner and getting married and having kids and you know, and I'm I, I at this point I don't doubt that we'll be friends until we're old and, you know spouses are passing away and our kids are grown and we have grandchildren. I mean, I definitely see us being friends for the rest of our lives. I mean, I think when that's the thing with old friendships, right? When you're younger and you've only been friends for four years, you separate, you go to college and you're like, am I going to see this person again? Are we still going to be friends? But we've worked really hard on maintaining our friendship. And I think it's, it's really one of those things that the older you get, the more I appreciate how... I have friends true. who have known me more than half my life at
0: this point, you know, oh, yeah, and- for sure. Known us longer than we've known our spouses. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. for some yeah. of us probably, you know, even longer, you know, um, mm-hmm. marriages are tough. Right. And so uh, the friendship have, uh, have for me really been just, you know, it's kind of like the scene in sex in a city where, where, uh, you know, sex in a city has got to come up in a, in a friendship, podcast. <laughs> this is, but, it's one of Chi's favorite uh, shows. It is, it for is. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's for a lot of us. I think for a lot of us, and, and we actually um, didn't even watch it when it was super popular. We watched it when it was pretty much already over. Yes. Um, so we, again, <laughs> like bloomers we are. But, but yeah, so I think it's just... Um, it's like that scene where they were talking to Carrie because she had just broken up with big and Mr. Big and they were like, all right, we're cutting you off because we've been your therapist for (laughs) this whole entire time. And apparently we're not doing a good enough job and you need actual professional therapy. And I really do feel like my friends have been my, my free therapy sessions and, and you know, and, and, you know, if, oh my God, if you guys ever start sending me a bill, it would be, I couldn't afford y'all. But, you know, it's like, you know, all the stages, you know, of our lives and all the, and, and the, the wonderful after, thing is too, it's like, after you've known each other for this long, I don't have to like call you up and then give you the background to, the no, that's right. That's definitely. I can true. call you up and jump right into it and be like, oh my God, this so and so. Did this and this, you know, Nobody <laughs> goes straight into the rant. It's like this long term relationship I have with my therapist. Right. And just to have a place to like. And the other thing, too, is not not only do we play this role of being listeners, you know, um, being a place where your friend can go and and, and uh, vent a rant, whatever it is you, you uh, have a rant about whatever it is you want to, to do, but also be a sounding board for like, OK, what you're saying, you might be a little bit crazy. <laughs> back. Pull you back from that edge so that you don't no. go over that edge,
1: you know? This is, true. this is true. That is, you have saved me from the edge of being a little too crazy <laughs> more times than I probably can count. That That is true. I'm a very, you know, I I, I tend to be very like, when I'm angry, it's it's like a 10, you know, I don't get angry very often, but then it's a 10. I talk to Chi and I'm like, am I crazy? And she's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're entirely crazy, but maybe, maybe just, we'll just reel it back in just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> just, a touch. just a touch. Just a touch. Just come back in a little bit. But I think i mean it's it's true, I, I agree with you that I think that's the priceless part of friendships right and and especially our friendships with each other, but the other thing is that it's it's kind of like you said you can call me and say anything. I can call you and say anything, and you know, I have no fear of being judged, right like like you and I definitely tell each other things that were like other people would judge us, but hey hey, hey, I know I know you will listen and understand, right because. That's really the the I think really the glorious part of, you know, true friendship is that it's it's completely non-judgmental, right? Um, and and I I say that as in I feel like as I I mean, personally as I get older I remind myself constantly not to, you know, people like life is really tough. People get in tough situations and exactly. not to judge them for the decisions that they're making um, in those situations because you just never know what someone is going through. But, you know, most particularly yeah, you- with friends and stuff, you know, I'm, I, I feel very much like, you know, I can call you and say virtually anything to you and, and you would understand. And that's uh, it's, a very priceless aspect of our friendship that I do treasure very, very much. uh, And I think, you know, is missing, I guess in so many modern day friendships that I seem to, I don't know, um, witness or, you know, I, I guess, I mean, maybe it's, this is like me becoming an old person and saying this, but (laughs) you know uh, sometimes I feel like the way that, the, 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 well, I don't want to say the kids because that makes me sound like I'm 70, but you know what I mean. Like the, the younger, the teeny, teenage crowds kind of live so much of their life on social media and everyone's so quick to be like, you said this and you said that. And I'm just like, whatever happened to, you know, your friends being your friends and understanding
0: you. And, and I don't know, not, Well, I think, you know, um, in their defense, when we were younger, we were the same way. When you don't have enough life experience, um, it is easier, you no, know, to church, no, you know, and they will adjust to um, relationship through social media and understand that, you know, social media is not real life. God, I um, hope so. <laughs> I think for us, you know, like just think about early on the advice we gave with dating versus later on, right? Or even yeah. just thinking. Early on, the advice i gave you for
1: dating was don't date
0: <laughs> it's true it's true oh uh, why are you wasting your time we've got friends you know we're fine but uh, but yeah no i think with maturity um it really helps yeah no, you, you've kind of seen enough stuff now not that we've seen it all right but we've seen enough stuff now that and you've been in enough situation where there is no black or white and you're just kind of forced to make a decision that's best for you. And sometimes that turns out to be correct. And sometimes that turns out to be, um, you know, that you would need to change course, you know, yep. not yep. that it's wrong, but you just need to pivot and find another direction. Yep. And yep. so, you know, with friends who, who, and, and I think the other thing too, is that we've been friends for so long, um, especially the the friends that we have in our group, the, the you know, the 10 that you're talking about, mm-hmm. of course, Elaine and I, um, we were very close in in high school. We were very close in college and we've remained very close, you know? And so definitely she's, she's, you know, up there in terms of, um, yeah, and Elaine is also one of those friends that's just available to everybody. You know, she is definitely, you know, the the person that really organized stuff and bring us together. And that's how we were able to kind of stay in touch throughout the college year when we were literally spread throughout the country, you know, out of state and things like that was that um, whenever there was Christmas break or Thanksgiving break. And most of our parents were still uh, in Houston in our, in our hometown in Houston. And so when, when the friends would come back to visit the parents, Elaine would put in a lot of effort to organize just a quick get together so that we always kind of saw each other at least once a year. And then of course with social media, it became much easier for us all to keep in touch, even though now our friends, a lot of our friends live out of state, you know, the majority of them now no longer live in Texas actually. Um, but, you know, with, with the long-term friendship that we have, um, beyond the life experience that we have now, it's also because we know each other's hearts, you know? We know what's in there. So Elaine may call me and be in the heat of anger and be like, you know, going to a 10 in terms of crazy level. But I know <laughs> it's that. it's it. I know what's in her heart. I know what she's trying to do. I know who she is. And so it's a lot easier for me to... to um, be able to not judge and not be like, okay, this lady's a little crazy. No, you know, to understand <laughs> just how she acts sometimes, just like when I am, you know, losing my marbles and because I have certain trigger things that causes me to and, and things like that, you know? And so it, it's really nice, you know, to have not only that maturity to understand that life is complex mm-hmm. and there are situations that it's out of your control you know, and so there's no reason to judge, right? Because of you've been in hard situation and you would never want anyone to judge you for having to make a a tough decision, you know, Or, or just, you know, being in a tough situation. And then also knowing how, knowing each other so well now from the time we were kids and knowing what's in each other's hearts, you know? And so just those two combination makes it, really we are each other's safe place, you know, we are each other's safe place to go to for anything, any kind of situation, you know, and it's such a precious thing to have as an adult, you know, um, to, to have that kind of friendship, um, not just to, not just to share, you know, we, we try to do friends giving, we try to do all those, you know, big moment, happy moments for sure. But, but, especially to be there for each other when things are um hard to deal with. Yeah. Well I, I actually
1: think that's a great um a great touch point that I want to talk about. Like when you say, you know, things are hard, what is like a tough time during your life that you feel like, you know, friends have helped you through or maybe the toughest time in your life?
0: Hmm. That's a that's an interesting one because for me, I think I think every stage if you will of my life um have had its tough moments that sure. that you guys have been there for. I I you know like it it's it's hard to say that there was one big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because um I've been fortunate, put it that way. I've been fortunate where it hasn't been one big thing, you know, that I can say yeah. this this was the toughest thing I've ever been through. You know, there were definitely situations where I felt like this was the toughest thing I've ever been through, but having gone through it, I understand that, you know? Right. And and knowing what other people have to go through, for example, it I understand that, you know, mine was probably a piece of cake compared to some other people, right? Sure. But like even in high school, I was picked on a lot in, in middle school, uh, bullied, you know, I guess that would be the definition we have today. Back in the days, it wasn't, mm-hmm. It wasn't really considered that harmful, but, Mm -hmm. you know, finding you guys in high school and was just, you know, being allowed to be different, being allowed to, to be myself and have that safety in a group definitely was made my life so much more bearable versus Mm -hmm. in middle school. So that was huge, right? That was huge. And, and, you know, honestly, I had so much insecurity and, and, you know, just, I didn't, I didn't have any self-confidence in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you guys were the first people to really help me build my, my confidence in myself, you know, to make me feel like it was okay for me to be me. It was okay for me to be different, you know, and, and, um, that was just the building block really of who then I was, you know, able to build on and become and, and to even be confident enough to sit here and do a podcast, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, again, no one asked us to do this. <laughs> no one said, you guys have interesting comments. None of that, right? But, but just to have the confidence to say, yeah, let's do this, you know? That, the beginning building block was that friendship I have with you guys that gave me the permission to just be myself and be confident in that, you know? And of course, for me adjusting College, Mm -hmm. adjusting to being far away. My brother, I have an older brother and older sister and they didn't, um, you know, they lived at home and went to like, you know, a, a university that was closer to home. So I was literally the first kid in my family to leave the nest. And that was a huge adjustment. You know, that was probably one of the toughest stages, honestly, just, just because, um, you know, adjusting to college, the financial aspect was completely new. Um, you know, my parents were, weren't the, the, you know, they, they uh, lower middle class upbringing. So they didn't really have money saved for us uh, for college. And especially as the third child in the family to go to college, there wasn't much there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so figuring it out financially and and adjusting to being far away from home and just that was pro. And, and you know, like I said, coupled with the fact that I was very immature back then, that probably, you know, felt like it was the hardest. Um, some of the hardest stuff I've been through, you know, and then of course now with like being a, you know, when I was a first time mom, um, you know, working out marriage, just complex, you know, co-workers and and workers and and jobs, all those complex adulting issues, you know, (laughs) I don't, you know, yeah, you guys have been there for it all, for it all, honestly. And, and Like I said, every step feels like, wow, this is hard, you know? But I understand that there's there's other people who've who've had it, you know, a much tougher path than I, you know? Um, So what about you, though? What what have, you know, what do you think was some of the hardest stuff? I mean, um, obviously, I think there are
1: two times in my life that particularly stand out, you know, uh, when we were in college and my grandmother passed away, right? That was probably the toughest Um. So, I mean, a little bit of background. But my my mother passed away when I was really young, like one and a half, I think. Um, so I don't honestly don't have any actual memories of her. My grandmother pretty much raised me. She was my she was for all intents and purposes she was my mom. Uh, and her and my grandfather, um, my on my most pater- well, so they're my paternal grandparents lived with us until they both passed away. So uh, we were in year two. I think of college kind of year two going to year three. It was like my, I, I still remember it was the, um, it was finals, like sophomore year finals. I was driving home and they called me and told me the news that my grandmother had passed away. And um, that was probably the number one toughest time in my life, I would say, because you know, I think again, factored in with the immaturity, right. Because I, you know, we were very immature for our age. I think like typical 22 year olds might have adjusted better, but I mean, for me, you know, she was a big part of my why, like a big part of, you know, uh, what I wanted to achieve in life was to, you know, um, take care of her and, and all that stuff. So definitely like, And it's the funny thing is, it's like, I remember how hard it was, but it was so long ago now, you know, that I couldn't give you any specifics, but I honestly not sure if I would have made it through without all of you guys, you know, constantly being like, like I said, because we were roommates. And so, you know, having that presence of, you know, good friends nearby at all times to be a distraction and a pick me up and, you know, really to lift your spirits, that's priceless. And of course the other time would be, you know, when my dad passed away five years ago, but you know, that wasn't as difficult a transition period for me because of course I was far older and more mature by then. And, um, you know, so I was far more able to accept the fact that he had passed away. But even then, you know, I had uh, lots of friends, not just, and not even just you guys, you know, like um you know like my childhood friends and and other you know newer friends and stuff like that who came over and helped like you know they helped me clean out my parents house for one thing you know we had to have an estate sale get rid of all their furniture they helped me pack they you know lifted my spirits um so life is you know i don't know how some people get through life alone honestly i really don't uh, i've always Relied very heavily on my friends, and I, I'm, you know, know I'm very lucky to have each and every one of y'all. So,
0: yeah, I think, um, you know, I remember, um, you know, I think of all of, our, all of our friends, you know, your grandma. Even though I'm Vietnamese and she only spoke Chinese, I was <laughs> probably pretty close to your grandma in, in a strange way because in high school, I would a lot of times after school, I would go over to Elaine's house and hang out, and her grandma would be there, and she would always. You know, if I had a cough, she would like get me to eat um, raw. Oh yeah, <laughs> my cough, and she kind of just took me in as, as <laughs> you know this extended part of Elaine. You know, for lack of a better word, like she took care of me. And so, you know, um, it was just it was it was rough. It was rough because you know um, my grandparents did not live close uh, to me, and so Elaine's and seeing Elaine's uh, relationship with her grandmother um, really was, was comforting, you know, was nice. And it was like, I, I got to be, I got to enjoy that in an extended, um, you know, like as an extended part of Elaine, I got to enjoy having a grandma. And so that was, that was, um, I, I very much remember vividly, you know, um, being at, at her funeral with you and, and things like that, you know, and it was, it was, it was felt like, you know, I, I said this when my grandmother died that, when, when she died, I felt like that was the ending of my childhood and it was the official beginning of adulthood for me, you know? Right. That the older generation has passed on. Yeah. you know, and that, you know, to be someone's little, uh, granddaughter felt like you, you know, like you feel like a little kid to be someone's little granddaughter, but then to not really have a grandmother anymore, um, felt like wow i'm i'm an adult or something you know like i'm officially old now you know to to be an adult um um but yeah you know i think it ha- it has definitely been a blessing that we were able to to be there right and and we now can go back and and talk about whether it be stories about you know your grandmother or your dad or just any other stage of our life and no background information is needed right you, yeah. We were there when she fed me raw garlic, you know, yeah. and, and just all of those things. Right. And, uh, and it's just, it's just continues to be comforting, you know, it continues <laughs> to, be comforting to to have these long-term friendship, you know, and, um, Oh,
1: the garlic thing that was, Hey, on the right side, you can eat tons of garlic nowadays. You're oh like, nothing, God. nothing phases me.
0: <laughs> my husband thinks that I have an abnormal, you know, uh, in my cooking, not, not that I do, I'm not, I'm very good at it or anything. Um, but yeah, he is, he, we, we run out of garlic, like, you know, yeah. If it calls for like, yeah, I, I put in a, a lot of garlic. Okay. And, and I and sometimes I do eat it raw that way. And I always think of grandma when I do so I know a lot of garlic um, because of her, but um, but yeah, you know, we, we've also been through some of the, Funniest moments of our lives, right? Some of the best memories we had, yeah. uh, especially when we were um, in college and a little bit after college. You know, when we weren't so financially stable yet, but we loved to travel, and so we would do these like what what I used I describe it to people as like these five hundred dollar vacations. Meaning, yeah, higher cost of the vacation was that yeah. we were gonna spend five hundred dollars to include plane tickets, you know, uh, yeah. car needed hotels. Food, entertainment while we're on vacation, but it would cost about $500. So imagine, imagine the situations you have to get in to to travel for $500. And we did like probably at least one, if not two, of those trips each year with each other. Mm -hmm. It was just some of the best memories of like camping on a beach in California and freezing a little, (laughs) you know. and and because we were thinking, oh, beach vacation. Let's pack bikinis and swimsuits, and then you know, middle of the night on the beach, be you know, like, oh my god, homemade May like I'm so cold. It was July,
1: guys. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to emphasize. I did not know California got so freaking cold in July. Like, dear God, it was. I still remember that night so clearly. Like. I was just like curled up in a little ball. And then at, I think it was like 2, 3 a.m. because I checked my phone for the time. I'm hearing zzz, And it's like su finally had enough. And she woke up and like zipped all the windows closed, remember? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, yeah. Why didn't we think to zip the windows to <laughs> her? I mean, I think, I think we concluded on the high note. That was really fun to remember some of that. But so, I mean, that concludes our first episode of Easier with a Friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember to join us again next week for episode two. We will be discussing a pretty wide variety of topics that are of interest to us and hopefully of interest to you as well.